Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. And this time, I hopefully don't have a giant echo of God. <laughs> yeah, you guys were really Sorry about that. about that. Oh, did we add the new uh, donation level on uh, the Patreon? We did. So uh, we're at a level, what, at 20 bucks? Yes. 20 I bucks a month. So. Um, I'll send you a cross stitch. Um, so far, I don't have anything creative, but <laughs> somebody did order. Uh, do you remember me talking about the LBG trans mafia thing that I wanted to make? My, <laughs> a couple of people were like, oh, haha, don't forget about that. I was like, yes, but I'm like up to my neck in, in Christmas orders. Yeah. And somebody just did a custom order in my Etsy shop that just said that LGBT thing you said on the, on the podcast. So nice. now there I'm we go. One. Now it's a thing. So anyway, at I think $20 a month, I'll send you a just reach out. I'll send you something you want. Do it. Hopefully in January because I'm so behind. <laughs> All right. I know there are a lot of, uh, as we're recording this on Friday afternoon, there's a ton of Donald Trump, Mike yeah. Flynn stuff coming out. So yeah. it, by the time this you hear this, that'll be old news and something else will come up and yeah, I don't know true. what's going on. So, But that's been occupying <laughs> our mornings. Right. Yeah, it's what, one o'clock today? Something like that. Another early record. It is. So I wanted to talk about what Donald Trump did last night because that's not going away. Because last night Which... he lit up the White House Christmas tree and made a little speech in front of it. And somehow in the easiest, most ceremonial thing you can do mm-hmm. as president, he managed to screw up get Honestly, wrong, I didn't a even bunch hear about of things. This. Yeah, I know, because this in normal buried. years, this would be, oh, this is a pleasant little story to put at the end of a newscast. Right. This, yeah, totally buried. But uh, here's the setup. He's lighting up the Christmas tree, makes a short little speech. Melania's in the background. I know he said something should like, be I've been easy. looking forward to this or something like that. Oh, yeah. So let's talk. There were three things he did okay. that were just, what are you doing? You're just <laughs> wrong. Okay, first one is he just assumed everybody accepts the Jesus story. And this is what he said. Oh. You know, whatever our beliefs, we know that the birth of Jesus Christ and the story of this incredible life forever changed the course of human history. Well, no, (laughs) not exactly. (laughs) We all have different beliefs. We're all united in our acceptance of Jesus Christ, the The Lord and Savior. That's really (laughs) fucked up because it does make a lot of assumptions. But I feel like just rewording it would really change everything a Had lot. you just said Christians believe. Or just like the story of Jesus is something right. that's very impactful. Like I would find no fault with, but like no matter <laughs> Whatever what you our believe, beliefs, you definitely believe this thing. <laughs> Got that Jews? Yeah, it, that's <laughs> nice. Here's the next thing. And this is what you were referring to. He acted like he was bringing Merry Christmas back to the country by doing this, saying specifically now as the president of the United States, it's my tremendous honor to finally wish America and the world a very Merry Christmas. See, I think that's maybe one of the best examples that we have that we talk about a lot of. He uh, frequently Trump, but often other leaders, when they have this authoritarian vibe about them, they just say something that makes it true. So the fact that Donald (laughs) Trump is like, no one's no one said Merry Christmas for 50 years. Like, (laughs) and everyone's like, yeah, I don't think that's 
even remotely Not true. even close to truth. Yeah. Every single year, Barack Obama has done the exact same thing and said the words Merry Christmas. Yeah. And sent out cards saying Merry Christmas and said it in front of the Christmas tree and made a video for, with his family saying it. Like, it happens all the time. You know what's funny? I'm remembering back in my, my infant days with Friendly Atheists when I was blogging still, um, I wrote a thing because the Obamas sent out a Christmas card uh, God, this is probably Christmas 2012, I'd say. Uh-huh. Um, and it was like of the dog Bo. Like it was a really lovely like portrait picture of Bo, like in the front in the front lawn of the White House. The White House in the background is snowy. It's yeah. a really lovely picture, and that was kind of the card. And it said Merry Christmas or Happy or whatever it yeah. said. And like I remember having to write a blog about like, cool, conservatives are mad because there's like this card isn't religious enough or not Christmassy enough. Like, like it, it said happy holidays along with Merry honestly, Christmas, therefore it I must do, be bad. I'm curious I I, I want to <laughs> go back and look at it, but I think it was just the fact that it was Bo on the cover that like made them <laughs> mad, I guess. Yeah. They'll find a reason know. to hate. But like just spinning it to the future of like, oh, Remember when we used to? Remember when that's what we used to have a blog about? Of like, <laughs> oh, some Christian radio host is mad about Bo being on the Christmas right. card. Remember when people of... got mad because Obama wore a tan suit? That's oh, what we used to those talk were about. The days. Yeah. And but here's the thing: the last thing Trump did at last night's ceremony that was oh, yeah. even worse than the other ones. Mm-hmm. And this one you can't just rewrite. Like he said this. Here's what he said about the story of Jesus. Oh God, I can't wait. Uh huh. The Christmas story begins 2,000 years ago with a mother, a father, their baby son, blah, 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 blah. Who's the father in that version of the story? He makes it sound like Joseph is the the father. father. That's not what Christianity says. He's called the son of God for a reason. She's called the Virgin Mary for a reason. That is, you know, a pretty big thing to fuck up, Trump, buddy. It's not a mother, father, and baby son. It's mother, a random guy who didn't do anything in this story. Jesus, and God's not in the picture, and not even the three wise men have anything to do with this. Like, how did you screw that one up? Who wrote this one for you? giving him the... I don't want to do this, but like... Did he mean Mary God and the No, I'm sure he, didn't. he doesn't he care. I'm sure someone handed him the thing to read and he just <laughs> Maybe did he it. just like looked at looked at a nativity scene and was like, Yep, <laughs> named him, named him, named him. But the funny thing is if you go back to when he there. was <laughs> when he was campaigning. The greatest llama you've ever seen. Uh, reporters asked him, you know, because he was talking about his Bible credentials, and uh-huh. they're like, Oh, so are you an old testament guy or a new testament guy? He's like the what? <laughs> Which is a dumb question to begin with. But the correct answer would have been, oh, he's a Christian trying to appeal to the evangelical base. Then, of course, he loves the New Testament. Mm-hmm. That's all the Jesus stuff. Mm-hmm. What did he say? Uh, probably equal. Oh, buddy. That's not even a good wavering answer. Oh, honey, no. Like, oh, my God. So, anyway, that was the tree lighting. <laughs> Easiest thing in the world. Screwed <laughs> it up many times Can over. Can I tell you a really quick sidebar from um, my younger days? I, when I was in high school, a friend of mine uh, brought me to her midnight mass. Um, and I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I'd never been before. And the um, pastor did a whole thing about um, the faith that Joseph would have had to have to, like, believe that Mary was really, like, impregnated by God and had been <laughs> cheating on her. And it was just all about, like, oh, the stigma he must have faced in this town if everybody thought that she was a virgin, like, yada, yada, yada. And I remember going, my, I was talking to my friends about it, and I was, like, 
15 or 16 at the time. And I was like, I didn't know how much shit Joseph went through. <laughs> and they made fun of me for like 10 years for that because <laughs> it was just like this really like beautifully naive thing of like, I never thought about it that way. But anyway, that was my midnight mass experience. Trump has never put that much thought into religion. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway. There is a, another story that involves Roy Moore, of course, because he's going to win. <laughs> Unless Alabama gets its shit together, which... What do you think? What, what do no, you he's going to win. And then they're going to seat him, and they're not going to get rid of him. But I'm sure Al Franken's going to resign by the end of the year. But Roy Moore will be a senator. <laughs> but here's the thing. The American Family Association, Christian right group... You just bummed me out so bad at Oh, it. there's plenty more where that comes from in this Ugh. podcast. The AFA put out this press release, because mm. one of the things that came out this week is that Congress has this... Uh, uh, the House, specifically, has this special taxpayer-funded fund that they use to pay out sexual harassment settlements. Sure, and they do this that. for both sides of the aisle, uh-huh. apparently. John Conyers, in, uh, a Democrat, mm-hmm. is one of the people implicated in this, but there are rep- Republicans, too. So the AFA, you know, calling on their sense of decency... Issued a press release. Yeah. They put out this press release with pictures of Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, and they said, you know, we're calling on the Senate Majority Leader and House Speaker Ryan, release the names of anyone who had a settlement paid out from this fund, quit protecting congressmen (gasps) who sexually harass, which. Oh, okay. That wait, wait. Sounds I like super a good went on a roller coaster with that. I thought yeah. you didn't release the names of the accusers. No, no, no. Release the names of the congressmen who had to pay out settlements for this because why don't we know about this? Hey, that's that's a good can idea. Can I just live in this moment where I agree with the AFA? I know. I just want to live here for a minute. Just don't take it away. I won't take it away. Okay. So good on them. That's a good idea. Yeah. I I agree. I want them to release the names of which congressmen had to pay out settlements Absolutely. because I'm very curious who was accused. I feel like of that's going to affect how I vote. Right. Um, here's what AFA's political arm, because they do have one, even though it's a nonprofit, many do. Mm-hmm. They said on Facebook earlier this month, you know, uh, AFA Action believes Justice Roy Moore to be a truthful man and a solid Christian. Based on this, his statement of denial, we're proud to stand by our endorsement of Judge Roy Moore. Oh, cool. So they want to kick out all the congressmen who sexually harass. Uh, they literally said they want to kick out, like, the pervs. The, they said perfs. Maybe that's my... Uh, <laughs> Did you put a little helmet spin on that? Maybe. But they want to kick out those people. They want to get rid of the, quote, congressional sex offenders and, quote, quit protecting perverts in Congress. Okay. But, hey, Roy Moore, you still have our vote. Wow. Guys. So. I just don't... I really, really, really don't get it. I really don't understand how how they can... I mean, I know hypocrisy and kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth is pretty common in politics and in religion frankly but how people can be willing to be like yes these women who accused x y and z are telling the truth and those people deserve the cons you know they deserve the consequence of their action and they you know it it needs to set a precedent that if you abuse your power by abusing women or children or whomever then there will be consequences for your action and you will not retain that power yes but <laughs> how do they then but how do they then say like anybody who accused Donald Trump is a liar anybody accused Ray Moore is a, like Ray Moore yeah because i don't think i don't think because they just d- they like, don't investigate they just dismiss offhand and if you say you didn't do it then they believe you if you are so you're saying cuz Al Franken said I did it, and I'm no, sorry. He, because he said he did it, and because he's a Democrat. If he said, I did it, but 
you know, I am putting my faith in God to make me better or something like that, that uh, Republicans do all the time, they would have been like, well, the, as the long as you're going to... For... Yeah, they, they want Roy Moore in because he's going to elect pro-life, right. uh, whatever, anti-choice, and you know, it's so su- funny. justices, judges up and down the line. So they don't care. If... They don't care about the pedophilia. They don't care about child molestation. <laughs> Even if Moore came out and said, yeah, I did touch her when she was 14 years old. <gasps> They still would say, well, he's forgiven now by God. He was the creepy guy at the mall. And I feel like anybody Mm -hmm. around my age who was like born in the 80s or so. That went to malls. That went to malls. You know the creepy guy at the mall and you fucking avoided him. (laughs) We used to hang in the caribou coffee to avoid the creepy guy at the mall. Everyone knows who that was. Yeah, It's just, but okay, here's my question. Here's my sort of hypothetical. If it weren't for the serious allegations against more in regard to the molestation and all that, would this still be a much talked about runoff? Because oh, no. even all even all that aside, he got kicked off of the Supreme Court of Alabama twice. Other things, I think he was kicked off the Supreme Court twice, but they I, it wouldn't be he would be running away with this if it weren't for the allegations. But, but do you think it would and be even a now he's only slightly winning? Worth having? Uh, it, no, because the voters is this more common than I know. It's it's Alabama Christians. I mean, they, there's a majority. They can choose whoever they want to to win because mm-hmm. they vote and they care, and there's a lot of them. They did not care about Roy Moore getting kicked off for him putting the Constitution underneath the Bible. But couldn't have been the only Christian right-wing male running for no, that particular... No, Luther Strange is the guy who was already in the seat who's doing everything Trump wants, and that wasn't good enough for them. They wanted, like, a guy even more right-wing, and Roy Moore gives them that. He was going to—I thought he was going to run for governor, but, like, this is a maybe a better opportunity for national profile. Sure. So whatever. I mean, this would be a runaway if it weren't for these allegations. Yeah. And even with the allegations, I still think he's going to come away with it pretty comfortably. Yeah, in Alabama. Um, unless something else happens. But again— Roy Moore is purposely not debating Doug Jones because why? What's he going to gain? What's Roy Moore going to gain from a debate? Yeah. Uh, the people who are Christians in Alabama don't care about molestation because it's a Republican who's running. Mm-hmm. If it was a Democrat, they would be crying foul about it. But no, it's a Republican who's a godly guy yeah. who allegedly touched all these girls and hit on them. So they don't care. Yeah. It's I've, the family of moral decency. I've, they don't care. I've been reading a lot of people like from from the perspective of like, you know, you and I sit here like, how can a good, you know, God fearing, Bible thumping Alabaman, mm-hmm. Alabamanian? Sure. Got it. Um, vote for somebody who clearly has at least questionable morals. And kind of the, what I've been seeing time and time again is they're sort of raised on this idea that Democrats are like ungodly by nature, that they're, that they're bad, like period. Democrats are bad people. And so, to be faced with this like weird moral quandary of, well, I know all Democrats are Democrats are bad, but this Republican is also bad. So w- like they don't think he's bad; they think he's being persecuted. But, but even but there are they I think there are think people who think persecuted. who think that he's maybe not the best guy, but they're being faced. Excuse me. With well, this, the like, dilemma is yeah, Doug Jones is probably not going to vote against abortion rights. Yeah. And that's what they're facing. Right. It's the potential pedophile versus a guy who's going to kill all the babies. Right. That's their decision, and that's how they rationalize in their heads. This is why we're going to vote for Roy Moore, even if he did do it. If he did do it, we're talking a handful of victims versus all these babies. 
in their heads. It's a stupid <sighs> rationalization, but that's, I think, how they're justifying it to themselves, and that's why he's going to win the race. This is awful. Mm-hmm. This fucking year. And again, in another year, you would say, well, it's Alabama. But it's like when the Senate's as close as it is mm-hmm. and this such a devastating story breaks, it's like even in Alabama, you would think they would get this. Right. But they they won't. I think that's the thing that I keep seeing. If I'm wrong, by the way, believe me, I'll, I'm so I'd be so happy Kevin to be wrong about this. will buy me a really this. good bottle of wine. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be five dollars. <laughs> um, um I'd love to be wrong. I'm not wrong. I don't know. And I think the the last 12 months or so have really been this like wake up call, definitely for me personally, but I'm, I'm sure for a lot of people that I keep waiting for the other side to prove me wrong, if yeah. that makes sense. About you know, everything. Anything. I, I j- about <laughs> that you really Trump. are a family, about uh, a party, I should say, a party of morals of fam- right. and family like, values. I just keep, that's why I thought like Trump had no chance because God, no, like they. This man has been thrice, you know, twice divorced, third marriage. He has kids by three different women. He famously cheated on his second, he first and second wife. He fakes his religious piety, piety, whatever. He fakes and, it. And I just keep looking to be proved wrong. So, yeah. like, I feel like we keep... No, and as long as he keeps appointing anti-abortion judges, which he's stacking the courts right now with right. them with Republican help. And they're fucking thrilled about it. Uh-huh. But like, they're going to keep supporting it, him. Doesn't matter what he does. That's why, with all the Mike Flynn stuff happening right now and all the Mueller investigation and stuff, it won't matter because right. even if you said, here's the P-tape and here's everything Trump did to collude with Russia, they're going to say, yeah, but he's uh, given us anti-abortion us judges, so who cares? Like, I just can't imagine setting up a greater straw man than Roy Moore is. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. is a... He feels he's a like test a, case for how he is. He moral feels like they really a are. liberal straw man of, like, imagine somebody's running for the Senate. <laughs> but he was kicked off the Supreme Court twice because he's, <laughs> like, won't obey the law, which feels important for a senator. For a, he, for a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Who doesn't care about the law. He has been accused by many people of being... A pedophile. He's a fucking. He said creeper. gay people are horrible. He's a he, homophobe. This he week we like, learned he co-authored a textbook with somebody who said women shouldn't even be allowed to run for public office. I did office. hear that. I heard Moore that didn't too. say that, but he was part of that part curriculum. Of that. But like, unless he has like a KKK hood in his closet somewhere, they wouldn't care. Th- like, but, but I'm what saying, would it take? That's what I'm what saying. Would it's it like, take for evangelicals to say I'm not voting for Roy Moore? I don't know like the answer he, to that. Like outright lynched somebody? Like no, honestly. I don't think they would care. I, I don't know what the answer is. I it's a fair question. What would it take for evangelicals to say I'm not white evangelicals, I should say? Because yeah. black evangelicals Y'all they're not voting for, Yeah, you're awesome. <laughs> um what would it take for them to say I'm not voting for Roy Moore? Right. I don't think him saying here's my KKK lifetime membership would do it. I don't think there is anything he could do other than like, hey, this baby, here's like let me crack it over my knee. And even then they'd say, well, it's just one baby. As long as you're going <laughs> to yeah. not appoint anti-choice, you're saving I all guess the when fetuses. I guess when you assign this pro-life thing to more important than anything else, because you have, like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's too much for me to deal with, right? Because I feel like, I feel like I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people on the right be kind of gleeful about like the Al Franken thing and like liberal people going down and like, oh, like they seem really gleeful about like, oh, it's one of liberals own. But I feel like most and certainly not all, but many, I'll say liberals are willing to say like Franken step down, whomever, st- like get the fuck out of the way. You did a bad thing and we're like, we're not going to put up with it. Whereas on the other side, 
what what do they have to do to lose the vote? Nothing. Just say you're Christian, and then I mean, Roy Moore has done it through his actions too, in terms of voting the way, yeah. or acting the way they want him to act. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think there's anything. I think he's going to run away with it, and I think even if Democrats in Alabama all get out to vote, like in numbers we're not used to seeing. I still don't know that it's going to be enough because it's turned from a, oh, wow, this looks pretty bad to right. now they're persecuting him and they're assuming he's guilty, even though he hasn't gone in front of a court of law or whatever. Sure. Uh, they'll find a way to justify well, it. Well, and I think it's also, when's the... Um, uh, it's next week. I believe the 12th the is 12th? the I vote. I was just trying to look it up. Yeah. So not this coming Tuesday, oh, but the following. The following t- so like the Tuesday after this. Uh-huh. God, I don't know, man. It's just... It feels also disheartening. Yeah. And it, by the way, I should mention, Doug Jones, also Christian. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they don't care. He's not really Christian. He's yeah. not Alabama Christian. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting when all of, with like these accusations, all of a sudden people are like, whatever happened to innocent until proven guilty, which like. But we're not asking, should Roy Moore go to jail for these allegations? And the we're question not in is, a court of fucking law. Like, <laughs> right. We're saying, should you vote for him on the basis of what these people are saying? And yeah. it's like. Well, if you kind of believe that at least some of them are right. being pretty honest about what they're saying, yeah. and it seems pretty weird. I mean, if anything, that James O'Keefe in, like botched uh, whatever luring of the Washington Post. Oh, yeah, that, that was... What did that show? That showed that the Washington Post actually does do diligent, diligent about wh- what they publish. If anything, you should say, okay, well, if a few people are right about this, right. any of them being right would be creepy enough to say, like, ew, this guy should not be in a position of more power than yeah. he already is, and nothing. Did nothing. you see there was an interesting, um, uh, what was that, what's that group called, Veritas? Some yeah. Project Veritas? Is that yeah, what it's that's called? O'Keefe's group. So it's, yeah, it's O'Keefe, if they're, it's they're trying to, it's like a gotcha whole thing, yeah. like trying to... They'll lie in order to prove if, whatever they want to prove, yeah. and then edit, manipulate things. Basically, it's a whole group conservative group dedicated to lying to prove that they're right about things, yeah, which so you would think is self-defeating, but, but again... Well, they're trying to catch people. So if you if you haven't been paying attention, what happened was um, in the midst of the Roy Moore thing, in the last couple of weeks, a woman has went to, I believe, the Washington Post. The woman who broke the Roy Moore touching well, a 14-year-old yes. story. Um, and said... Not only did she have a relationship with Roy Moore as a teenager, but they had sex and she got pregnant and he made her have an abortion. And so they're investigating. Hoping the Post would publish that story. So that they could say, hey, look, the Post publishes anything. And as the Post kept kind of doing its job, which is investigating, they found out that her story kind of was had holes and didn't seem to stack up. Then they saw her going into like a meeting with this Project Veritas. And then they broke that story of these motherfuckers are trying (laughs) to sabotage us, which is honestly, I think the best thing that could have happened is them saying, no, no, no. Like we are doing our fucking work over here. Like we do not, you don't see our work until like we have our ducks in a row. And I think that's, great for journal and i basically think o'keefe proved that the washington post was right about the right <laughs> about well, the they, roy moore story to begin with they did something similar that they um, got on camera in a bar with um one of the editors of the washington post of like this guy's video like filming him and he's saying so are you gonna get the president how are we gonna get the president with russia and he was like trying to goad him into saying like right we're going after trump and the guy kept saying like if it's there, we're going to find it. It might not be there. It, right. Like, 
was like hedging his bets so well, and they promoted it as this like they say this it is, might not even be anything. Yeah. This is the same group that said Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood. Sell, sells fetal body parts by getting Planned Parenthood employees under like secret hidden camera right. to say, well, yeah, if you if there is an abortion, like we pay for shipping yeah. or whatever groups pay for shipping for us to send them the parts. Otherwise, they would go in like a dumpster more or less. Uh-huh. So Planned Parenthood did something awesome for research, which is to say instead of discarding these parts we'll use them for research all we need is you to pay for shipping uh-huh. and we'll send the labs these right. these parts and they took that as planned parenthood makes money off of abortions mm-hmm. whatever lie they wanted to sell but again this is their christian conservatives more or less that say we're gonna lie about everything in order to prove we're right right which, which is should awful. be dismissive but again they're funded by robert mercer who's like Funding so much of the conservative world, yeah. Milo, whatever. Well, and just one more thought. A year ago, I sat here and I said, if one positive thing comes out of the Trump presidency, it's that I hope a lot of women, people of color, LBGTQ people run for office and win seats. And and I think that's we've started to see that happen. Now, in 2017, I think the greatest outcome of everything that's going on is that we reinvigorate reinvigorate how important journalism is. Yeah. I think people have been saying journalism is dying, and sure, print journalism maybe isn't what it used, used to, but I think the last year, and specifically the last three months or so, I think we've seen the importance of a diligent journalistic standard that is kept and pursued and that's how we keep people honest and that's why the first amendment is important and that's why like when trump starts to like joke about shutting things down or or talk shit about cnn international on twitter and talk about and bolster fox news that's why this is a fucking problem because that's what happens when you have like a a totalitarian state of he says what's right and what's wrong, and that's not how the fucking world works, and that's not how the United States works. And so I hope there's a new generation of people who are going to like dive headfirst into journalism and yeah. keep it, keep us. Hey, honest. Matt Lauer's fired. I read somewhere like, hey, take his twenty five million dollars salary and buy eight hundred reporters. I and in NBC would be so much better yeah, off by I'm, doing that. This is we're a little more freeform today than normal, <laughs> but w- oh, I got is way there, more stories. Oh God, yeah, is there? So the Matt Lauer thing broke yesterday. Uh, two days ago. Two days ago? Maybe. I don't know. I've been sick all week. It's all yeah. run together. Um, and th- I I don't have a huge opinion on 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 what it, what's his name? Matt Lauer. <laughs> Matt Lauer. <laughs> I have Roy Moore <laughs> in my head still. I don't have an opinion. I don't have a strong opinion on Matt Lauer, but he's definitely like America's like nice uncle, it seems like. Like he's been on whatever his morning shows forever. Is there anybody who would shock you if they went down for harassment um because i i've been thinking about this a lot or not even shock you i, I shock, shock is me. the wrong word i very little shocks me now yeah i guess like devastate you i mean yes and i i don't even know if i need to go down the list but it's just like yeah i'm sure there's a ton of people i'd be like really that person yeah. uh it happens every time. I didn't think, I thought Louis C.K. was awesome, too, even though, but again, it yeah. goes from reading rumors to, mm-hmm. oh, shit, he's admitting it, and there's the allegations against him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all like, oh, well, that sucks, because yeah. I liked it. It's more disappointment than shocking. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I like Charlie Rose. It's like, oh, shit, he's creepy. I will say, I always got creepy vibes from Charlie Rose. <laughs> I will absolutely say that right now. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but like, I didn't really watch him very much until I was an adult, and I was like, there's something I don't like about it. He gave me yeah. the EBGBs. I mean, so it, it... 
Honestly, for me, I think of it. You know what is interesting? Roy Moore did not shock me one bit. Of course it didn't. Because when you're that overtly like, I'm such a better Christian than all of you, it's like you're hiding something. Yeah, It's the family values people. Anyway, for me, I think if Jon Stewart went down for that would honestly like kind of rattle me a little bit. That would be disappointing. But (laughs) or like Obama. Yeah. That would hurt. That would hurt. Uh, I want to move to a story that is also devastating. Who would devastate you? This is devastating. Uh. Um, So there's an atheist activist by the name of Scott Smith. Oh, fuck. Um, Yeah. Was, I should say. Uh, He was a military veteran. He was a pretty well-known activist in the atheist world. I will say I personally did not know the guy. I don't think I met him ever. Uh, But he worked for a group, uh, volunteered with a group called Recovering from Religion, which for the most part does amazing work. Mm -hmm. He actually... Uh, did their podcast and I think he worked on advocating for mental health awareness which again sounds good everyone I know who knew him you would think he's great Mm -hmm. like he sounds like a good guy and then it turns out no I I guess the story is his wife was planning to file for divorce and he shot her and then shot himself both are dead Uh, cops called it his suspected murder suicide Um, he had three girls they have no parents now, which is oh, awful. Oh, so I thought he had killed the girls, too. No. It was just his it's wife? him and his just, wife, but. yeah. Uh, so the girls are left without a parent, uh, parents. He left a Facebook message that said just goodbye before this all happened. Um, one of the guys we've interviewed on this podcast and who I have talked to a few times is Anthony Magnabosco. He does this thing called street epistemology oh, where yeah, he yeah. asks people just general questions. How do you think about things? Mm-hmm. Trying to get them to rethink how they critically think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony was a friend of Scott's, and I guess that morning they were going to go out for lunch or something like that. He gets a call from Scott saying that I can't meet you today. And Anthony at some point saw the message goodbye on Facebook. So he goes over to Scott's house, just sees police cars. Um, it's it's a horrible story. It's a devastating story. Um, I, again, I don't know him. I, I went to go look him up on Facebook after all this kind of broke. And mm-hmm. all I saw was like, you know, you have a friend request waiting that I never responded to because I usually don't. Um, so I'm just like, oh, I didn't know the guy. He clearly, we had a lot of mutual friends. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who knew him. Um, but but I think that's what's surprising me about all this, which is that this is a guy who you, I, I think as far as I know, no one suspected anything weird. No one, even I don't think anyone knew he was a gun owner, much less someone capable of using it for something like this. Yeah. I don't know if it was PTSD. I don't know if it was mental health issue. I don't know if it was domestic abuse, though it appears that that's uh, maybe part of the problem here. Um, I don't know enough about why. I don't know the motive, but I think the thing that surprised me is it's like, wow, this is someone I, uh, from everyone I've talked to. This is part of our community. Yeah, this is a guy who's part of our community, and he did this horrible thing. Um, Unlike other, uh, like that, who was it? The horrible guy who shoot, shot up a church mm-hmm. that they linked to Dylan being Ruth? an atheist. No, oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, the yeah, recent no. guy yeah. who uh, right. who they said he was his an atheist n- or he liked atheist matter. pages. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but he wasn't one of us. Yeah. And like, I don't know what his atheist beliefs well, were. And you don't this guy n- was. Right. And this guy did this horrible thing. And it's... <laughs> and you don't want to like, no true Scott's been that guy. Like, no. But this, but this is this, closer to home. This, this is, is closer to home. And in our circle. Yeah. Now, uh, there is a GoFundMe uh, page, legit. Uh, Anthony Magnamosco has confirmed it with uh, the wife, Jennifer, 
her family, mm-hmm. uh, they said yes. This was started by Jennifer's uh, brother, I think. Uh, and it's for the girls. Do you have a site? So I will post the link to that. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. But there is a GoFundMe page for the girls to help them out was, with college Texas? and things like that. This was, uh, I, yeah, Texas, San Antonio. Okay. So anyway, um, devastating, yeah. horrible story. Um, and Jennifer is the woman uh, who this happened to. Just just an awful story. Yeah, that's, man. And, and it's hard, too, because, you know, I, I talk a lot about mental health and stuff like that. And it's really scary to see somebody who was an advocate for mental health who clearly had his own demons, yeah. forgive the expression. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe so, that's why I... I think you're going to start hearing at least within a day or two, maybe by the time this comes out, uh, more details, not just about the case, but from people who knew him well. I am, I've talked to someone who has gotten in touch with a lot of the people who were closest to him, including mm-hmm. his family, who have... Uh, so that'll be out, and if that comes out by the time this airs, I'll post a link to those things as well. Uh, keep, keep Jennifer in mind, keep the kids in mind, and eh, yeah. scary shit. It's- fucking terrible time um, of year for this to happen too yeah that too god um let me move on to something that's lighthearted. not to just try to ignore that one but because no, otherwise just we'll just keep order. digging down <laughs> yeah we can uh <laughs> so american atheists mm-hmm. put up a new billboard for the holidays and this this is a group that has put up uh billboards in the past that said you know you know it's a myth mm-hmm. with a picture of the nativity they urge people to skip church. Mm-hmm. It's okay to skip church. They urge people to come out as atheists. Well, they just put up billboards in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Dallas, Texas. And it's a picture of the nativity mm-hmm. with the message, just skip church. It's all fake news. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> now, the question... That one doesn't seem offensive. That's almost no, it's cute. Not offensive. It's, it's almost very cute like, at this point. It's very like, we're watching the news. We know what kids say. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very curious to hear the feedback because already in at least local news reports, you know, they're trying to drum up controversy. Sure. So they've gotten people who are like, how dare they do this to us? It's like, what are you talking? Everything you say in churches, everyone else is lying about right. stuff because this is the truth. The one truth. I mean, everyone has their religious beliefs or non-religious beliefs. We all think everyone else is wrong mm-hmm. to just say like, hey, that's not true. Yeah. That's that's hardly controversial at this point. I do. A thing that amused me for when, when like atheist billboards were like a huge thing maybe yeah. four years ago, kind of like at its peak. Um, I really liked when they tried to be as innocuous as possible and like would still get flack about that. And it would just be like, you can be good without God. And people were like, what? <laughs> How could you? Yeah. And now you really have to go over the line to get people worked up, it seems. Yeah. Which is probably why the billboards kind of died out. Yeah. Um, do you want me to do some? Here's a slightly happier story because it's not just getting totally depressed. I'm going to possibly apologize to Ken Ham right now. <gasps> I know. Let me, let me back up a bit. I thought you were going to apologize to me. I was really psyched. Uh, never. <laughs> uh, let me back up for a little bit. So the Creation Museum... Uh-oh. Um, put up a post on their website, which I read diligently. I hate it. Um, which said, we're going to expand 
And again, when the Creation Museum and Ken Ham says they're going to expand that museum, it's like, well, it's not with new information. Right. So what are you doing? They're going to put up some new... (laughs) More zip lines. No, it's like they're going to install a bathroom and reorganize the stuff. (laughs) A bathroom? Have new exhibits. They didn't have bathrooms in biblical times. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to put up new exhibits. But I was like, all right, what are these new exhibits? And one of them that he shows is an image that... He's clearly, I've seen his PowerPoints before, (laughs) if you ever look at his lectures. And it's one, it's like a real life version of this cartoon that he shows. And I'm going to try to describe it to you. Imagine two castles. Give me a word picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Two castles standing side by side. One is autonomous human reasoning and humanism. The other castle is, you know, Christianity and God's word. Mm -hmm. And both of them are like firing cannons at each other at different levels of this thing. So the humanism castle has balloons sticking up at the top that say gay marriage, abortion, euthanasia, moral relativism. (laughs) And of course, the Christians are firing their cannons at At the balloons balloons and the castle. What do those balloons say? Their argument is... Look at the humanism castle. It's built on a foundation of human reasoning, yeah. and we can't rely on that. We got to rely on our foundation of God's word. I need to look at this. <laughs> I would move it, but now I'm afraid if I move my computer, oh, okay. um, it it'll become uh, God's voice talking <laughs> to you again. But here's the thing. So if you look at that cartoon, I thought it looked pretty strange because on the Christian castle, one guy's aiming the cannon in the wrong direction. <laughs> Another one's aiming the cannon straight down on his own base. Did and you like, post this? I did. And I'm none of them up. are really hitting the balloons. Like it's. <laughs> and then when you look at the mock-up of what the new exhibit's going to look like, Tell me. it looks just like that. Like, I could see the cannon pointing in the other direction. I'm like, <laughs> are you about to put up this thing that says, you know, Christianity founda- founded on God's word, but it is a self-inflicted wound because your Christian <laughs> cannon's not even pointing in the right direction. So whatever, I thought it was fair to make fun of all this. Uh, but... And then a friend tells me, no, 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 you're only getting half the picture because Ken Ham, when he shows this cartoon, he's saying this is the problem because, yes, the cannons are aiming at the humanist castle. Sure. But the ones who are, the Christians who are aiming their cannons in the wrong direction or mm-hmm. hitting it on themselves, those are the Christians who are, not, who are not properly relying on God's word. He's basically mocking other Christians who are not fundamentalist, taking the Bible literally, things it. like that. And so it's like, oh, so he's saying that's only part one of the cartoon, Part two of the cartoon shows a castle that is full of Christian fundamentalists who believe Genesis is literally how the world was formed. Uh And their cannons are all pointed in the right direction. And they are aiming at the atheist castle and things like that. And here's the thing. The mock-up that they showed on the website did not have part two of this cartoon. You're looking at a mock-up of the exhibit. Uh And it shows the first part of the cartoon. There's no exhibit that shows part two where everyone's aiming the cannons in the right direction. So I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know if part two gets in its own exhibit, but it says, I don't know. It said problem and solution in the very same picture. So I thought it was fair. But if I was wrong and I made fun of Ken Ham, even though I wasn't seeing the total picture there, I apologize. That was wrong. 
I mean, because the way it's so the banner of problem slash solution has like problem over the humanism castle and, and solution, solution over, over the, the Christian, Christian one, castle. even though some of the Christians are aiming the cannons in the wrong place. But apparently if that's only half the exhibit. And here's my other argument. I would. So you talked about. So there's the two castles and there's huge balloons over the humanism one. Right. Yeah. So all, all of the cannons that are aiming toward the humanism castle are like shooting at the balloons that are yeah. hanging above it. Whereas the, human, the, the humanists are, are hitting the foundation, yeah, the Bible, which, which I, again, that's I think yes. it's pretty apt because they're trying to like go after these like nitpicky, like oh we hate gay people, and we're like, you know, obviously we're not gonna like let that go, but you're not shaking our foundation. <laughs> so thanks, Kenham. I know I I don't get this exhibit. I, I'm trying to find logical sense in the Creation Museum, which is a tough sell. I got one more story with that that has to do with. Uh, not the Creation Museum, but Ark Encounter. Oh, so uh-huh. get this. There is a guy named Dan Phelps, who is a geologist in Kentucky. Related He's been Phelps? No, no, I don't think so. He's been a fantastic watchdog of Ark oh. Encounter. Nice. He's been following the stuff they do. He lives in the area. He's done a really good job of letting people know, here's what's going on with Ark Encounter. Uh-huh. And so one of the things we've really never really known in the past year is, what's Ark Encounter's attendance? Yeah. Ken Ham loves <gasps> to say it's huge. Oh, I'm getting there. Oh, God. Ken Ham loves to say, like, uh, we had a great weekend over the summer. Of course they did. That's yeah. not surprising. That's when weekends are good. That's when, Yeah. You're a tourist attraction. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, but again, when some atheists have gone there, like legitly and paid for their ticket. They're like, there's not a lot of people here, uh-huh. but again, they're not going on summer weekends or something. So who, what's the deal? Sure. And a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago or something, we talked on this podcast because Kentucky, Williamstown, Kentucky, the city where Ark Encounter is, they instituted a safety fee. They uh-huh. said for every ticket sold, you owe us 50 cents to pay for fire trucks and police cars and yeah. the like. And so even though Ark Encounter can hide their attendance numbers, the city of Williamstown and their safety fee money, that's a public record. And so what we found out in August is that Ken Ham paid, he said, over $70,000 for the month of July in safety fee. Oh, okay, yeah. And it's like, oh, interesting. So you probably got 140,000 people that that month, which, not bad. Mm -hmm. But again, it's July in Mm -hmm. the summer, so I don't know what to make of that. So Dan Phelps finally filed an open records request to get as many of these safety fee numbers, and they came in this morning as we do this podcast. Here's basically what he found. July, the, the big month that we were talking about, 142,000 people. Okay. August, 106,000. Mm-hmm. September, 83,000. October, 93,000. Oh. So what do you make of these numbers? Here's what I'm thinking with this. I'm, I'm, by the way, all those numbers were rounded. Uh, Here's what I get from all that. July does not surprise me that they had a pretty good month. Mm-hmm. August, September, October, well under what I think everyone expects. Ken Ham actually wrote an article last week uh-huh. for a Kentucky paper where he said, we're doing great. Mm-hmm. We're expecting 1.4 to 2.2 million people in the second year of Ark Encounter's existence. Okay, because I remember him saying the first year they expected around 1.2 million is 2 what million? he started oh, I thought saying. it was 1.5. Then he changed it to 1.5. Okay, so 1.5, you'd need then at they, least 100,000 yeah. per month. And then, he, by the way, at the end of the first year, they broke, they broke 1 million, which is far lower than his early estimates. Now he's saying 1.4 to 2.2 million. If you do the math... 1.4 million is like a little over 116,000 people a month. I'll do the math. I'll check that. Go ahead. It's all good. Um, July, they did that. 
August, September, October, way Less. lower. I have to believe November, December, January, February, March, April are probably lower too. Yeah. So really, because it's school years going on, sure. it's not vacation time even with spring break. So really, you're going to tell me that like June, July, and next August or whatever, you're going to make up for all the people who aren't coming? I don't think he's going to hit that number again. I think what we learned from these numbers is that he's not hitting his own estimate, his own estimates. Yeah. So, okay, I have a few questions. Yeah. Um, at this point, is Ark Encounter a profit or nonprofit? For it profit? is a nonprofit. Okay, so it's still under the nonprofit guys. Yeah. So. I believe so. Yes. I guess my question... Wait, let me think about this. Because it, <laughs> it did some flippy flopping. It did some flippy Because originally, it w- if I remember correctly, while well, you think, I'll summarize yeah. what I remember. Originally, it was a for-profit company. And then when the city of Williamstown... Williamstown? They wanted to charge it as such, and then they changed it to a non-profit. But then non-profit. they wanted to change it to non-profit. They I don't remember it. what it is anymore. Okay. But well, I guess, regardless, yeah. when he's throwing out these numbers... Is he beholden to anything? Like, there aren't shareholders, I no, presume. No, like, these are just, I'm not so saying... So these aren't, like, fraudulent? No, no, no. These okay. are not, I'm not saying these are fraudulent at all. I for every. I think these are legit numbers. Uh, the question is, is he living up to his own estimates? Because he keeps saying, we're making, we're, this many people are coming in. Right. Um, it's only worthwhile to the city of Williamstown, who bent over backwards to give them all these tax breaks and incentives, if they're bringing in a certain okay. amount of people. And these numbers show, I don't think you're bringing in all the people you think you said or you predicted you would bring in. Right. Which makes it harder for the city to survive giving you all these breaks. Because I'm just thinking like, say, a car manufacturer, if they're projecting they're going to sell, you know, 1.4 million cars next year, Mm -hmm. then their company will beef up to reflect what they think those numbers are. And if they don't hit that, people get laid off, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. So they're somewhat beholden to that, lest they lose a lot of money. Sure, if people don't show up, they may have to lay off some people. But more importantly, if people don't show up, which is what I think is going to happen, because, again, this is Ark Encounter. It's not a real museum where you learn stuff every time you visit. And it changes, it's rotating. It's Yeah, the zip lines are one thing, but you don't need to go to Ark Encounter for a zip line. You know I love a zip line. <laughs> so... They're hurting the city, I think. The city gave them all these incentives with the knowledge that they would bring in millions and millions of people, uh-huh. and it doesn't look like they're bringing them in. So really, know. the only people who are going to suffer are the people of Williams. Bingo. Town, yep. Kentucky. Sounds like it. Yikes. All right. But, but Hammond, they forgot uh-huh. to build a huge hotel, so <laughs> sounds like somebody was asking for it. Uh, Ark encounter. The worst. All right. I got... One story for you that I don't want to forget this or that I don't want to ignore this week because it, to me it's a big deal. It's actually, it goes back more than a year. Is it that Cody Crawford's important. on the injured reserve list? Because I just got a push alert and Not that's pretty yet. upsetting. He's the goalie for the Blackhawks, this non-sports friends. Haven't and seen Hammond. a game. Cool, cool, um, cool, There's cool. a Christian apologist named Ravi Zacharias. Pretty famous a, Christian apologist. Ravi Indian, Zacharias? Yep. That is a, a dope name. Yes. Uh, he's been around forever. Like yeah. ever long before I became an atheist, people were like, a Christian apologist were like, oh, you should check this guy out. Uh-huh. He will convince you to believe in God. Somehow that didn't work. Um, but okay, he's been around. He's <laughs> a typical time, Christian apologist, goes around giving a lot of lectures as to why, you know, secular philosophers and Richard Dawkins is wrong about stuff. Here's why God exists. Here's why the Christian God is the right God, etc. Mm-hmm. That is not new information. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Here's what's weird. 
Ravi Zacharias, who's been around for decades and has his ministry that is a global ministry, you know, he writes a lot of books. He puts his bio on the back of these books, and he has it on his bio on the website for his ministry. And, like, if you looked at his bio more than a year ago, it said a few things. For example, he called himself Dr. Zacharias, and he said he holds three doctorate degrees. That's, that's that's impressive, a, and that's a verifiable said, claim. Yeah, he also said he he quote has been a visiting scholar at Cambridge University. Wow, I bet they he keep said records. he is a senior research fellow at Oxford University. So like he's not just some guy talking about Jesus. He's a smart boy. He's a smart guy with academic credentials to back up everything he's saying. So you should trust him. Yeah. So anyway, there is a guy named Steve Bauman, uh, an attorney. He's an atheist. He actually goes by the moniker Friendly Banjo Atheist. Uh, all right. No relation. On our toes, no relation. It's all good. I like Steve. Steve actually looked <laughs> Look into... Steve. Steve looked at all these claims. Wait, really? Banjo Atheist? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't... Uh, <laughs> you know... crossover podcast. <laughs> as tempted as I am to laugh, I realize how stupid Friendly Atheist sounds sometimes, so... <laughs> If only you did, like, a meta <laughs> joke. Anyway. Meta-analysis. Meta- so, guess what? Those three doctorates he has? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he doesn't. <gasps> you don't fucking uh-huh. say. He, what he does, if you look at his bio today, it says he has 10 <gasps> honorary doctorates, which Christ, from all from Christian schools, as far as we know, where they're like, you're awesome. We'll give you a doctorate, which is one thing when it comes from, like, Harvard. Yeah. But it's another when it's from, like, Jack's Bible College, like Phoenix University. Yeah, here's your doctorate <laughs> for being who for just agreeing with everything we say. Yeah. Like it does, it's it might be nice for some people, but for a Christian apologist to get an honorary doctorate from a Christian school really doesn't mean that much. Right. And you sure as hell don't call yourself doctor. That's not oh what an God. honorary if, doctorate. I'm sorry, works. if I got an honorary doctorate, you know, all <laughs> of my letterheads are changed to Doctor <laughs> Jessica Bloomkey Gray for life, and that's wrong (laughs) Herbert, come at me give me a doctor right so it's like don't you don't call yourself doctor that's no 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 you say i have honorary doctorates and then you should say what schools they're from but that's how you properly indicate that Mm -hmm. um and to be sure if he doesn't have a phd that's that's fine you could still talk about jesus but don't lie about it right um, the thing about being a visiting scholar at Cambridge, here's what his bio says today, because Tony. Steve Bauman caught them on this, called up Cambridge. And they're like, we don't know who the hell this guy is. Here's what uh, Zacharias's bio says now. Zacharias has been a visiting scholar at Ridley Hall, comma, Cambridge, in parentheses, then affiliated with Cambridge University, now more recently allied with Cambridge and affiliated with Durham University. That is literally what his bio says now. Wow, all there of has that, to be a more succinct way to say All that. of that is to say he has nothing to do with the prestigious Cambridge University. An affiliated and allied do not mean they are part of the university. What does that mean, though? It just means, like, they, they like the work we do. I don't know what it means. But it doesn't mean, like, this is a part of the university. For example, uh, there is the Humanist Hub at Harvard. Greg uh-huh. Epstein runs this group out uh-huh. of Harvard. They're not part of Harvard. That's just a group that does work, and oh, Greg is a part oh, of kind oh, of the oh. Divinity School, gotcha. but it's not like a Harvard thing. Okay. But again, you don't lie about that sort of thing, and they don't they don't lie about it. But Ravi Zacharias is like, I was part of Cambridge. No, no, no. You're part of like a group that kind of had a loose affiliation with oh, Cambridge. So it's not the same thing. What about being a senior research fellow at Oxford? That's just gone from his bio. Oh. So... 
So anyway, all of this happened more than a is year he, ago. Is he British at least? Uh, Ravi Zacharias? Mm, I don't believe he is. I don't think huh. he has any British anything. Um, I think born in India, but lives in, in the U.S. Oh, he lives I, in the U.S. I think so. Um, but anyway, Bauman wrote another article earlier this year saying, re- recapping kind of all these things. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he also added a bunch of other points. Oh, Zacharias once claimed he was the chairman of the Department of Evangelism and Contemporary Thought at Alliance Theological Seminary, which sounds prestigious. How many of those things are real? Uh, that department never existed. Neat. Uh, Bauman actually had a private investigator talk to a private investigator and two professors who were at that school when this all happened, and they're like, that wasn't a department. Um, he was the chair of something what else. What was the last part? Modern thought? Uh, Contemporary thought? Contemporary thought at Alliance Theological Seminary. Oh, my Basically, God. Basically, it's a guy embellishing his resume to the sure. point where anyone who looks at it who knows the school is like, that's not a no. thing at our school. Um, he basically, and this is what Steve wrote in his post, Ravi simply invented the department and made himself its chair and thereby scored for himself a prestigious academic title that he never held. That is incredible. Yeah. God, the fucking so, gall of someone. All these lies we knew last year, and now he found even more. And Warren Throckmorton, who is a, a Christian who is a watchdog of a lot of this uh-huh. stuff, is like, why do Christians still take Ravi Zacharias seriously? Because it's like a Roy Moore thing. Yeah. When you, what do you build have your do? entire career on, I hold the truth mm-hmm. and I speak about the truth and you should trust me. Here are objective facts that you are lying about. And we know that. Who, why should people still listen to you? Here's what Warren wrote. I'm shocked I never heard When a Christian guy. celebrity looks into the camera and tells a falsehood, we cannot trust what is said afterward. Remember David Barton, the Christian pseudo-historian who yeah. spreads a lot of lies about how we're a Christian? History, yeah, revisionist history. Said the same thing. I'm Dr. David Barton. No, he has honorary doctorates from Christian schools. They don't count. That's not the same thing. And by the way, Ravi Zacharias's ministries uh-huh. said on Monday of this week, it has come to our attention that a number of false assertions regarding the character, actions, and accomplishments of Ravi Zacharias have been circulating online, blah, blah, blah. It hurts us that they're making these claims, blah, blah, blah. We will respond in greater detail to the false accusations as soon as possible, but it's Thanksgiving and a bunch of us are gone over the weekend and stuff like this. I've been looking. There's no update yet. <laughs> I'm, how do you defend... That sort of thing. What I, are you going to say? I can't think of the last time I saw you get this fired up about a story. It's You're such so a, mad. It's such a stupid it, thing to lie I mean, about. It's 100% an unforced error. I'm just yeah. like, God, you're like vibrating over there. <laughs> it's like, don't lie about your academic. I hate the resume liars and yeah. the academic liars. Like, again, you don't even need to. He would have been, I've heard, listened to his lectures. Mm-hmm. They're not good in terms of convincing atheists because he makes the same fallacies as everyone else. A compelling but listen. he's a good speaker. Sure. I can get why he's popular. You don't need to lie. You could be like, I'm just Ravi, a guy off the streets who talks about this stuff. I, I just read books and I know about this stuff. Like Dan Carlin from Hardcore History. I love his podcast. Uh-huh. He's not an academic. He go he says that repeatedly. Yeah. But he's someone who digs into this for himself and he puts it out there. This is what I think, but I'm not the expert here. I appreciate that. He could have done that, Ravi Zacharias. He mm-hmm. didn't. And now his ministry is like, these are all lies and we're going to respond. What are you going to say? Yeah, and it's interesting. You because... don't have a response to this. Well, and like... It's not like he's talking about something that you necessarily need and like a doctorate in no. to be taken seriously. He's not talking about like theoretical physics. Yeah, right. Where like 
okay, like just guy off the street, whatever. Like, I don't care what you have to say about string theory. That's the only thing I know about theoretical physics. <laughs> um, but uh, with something like this, like, and that's sort of it's what I always dumb. thought people liked about religion is like anybody can kind of grab onto its any kind of tentacle of truth they can right. find. Hey, yeah, come dumb. on, Robbie. I, I'm not saying Christians are the only doctorates. people. We should. Why <gasps> I not? I should declare myself the leader, seat chairman of the atheist division of Ball State University. Yeah. Thanks, Do you know guys. where I went to college? It doesn't matter anymore because what does that have to do with anything? Where did you go to college? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, if you know me from this podcast then all you really need to know my, my credentials is I write about this stuff for like the past decade. All you need to know That's about all mine you need are, to know. I have none. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, why would I have to, what, what would it, if I said, oh, I have a PhD from the University of Chicago or something, what would that change? Nothing. Yeah, you judge well, me based on what I say and what I write, I hope. And like, and that's what you should base your opinion on, not on, oh, well, he has a credential, therefore I should believe yeah, everything he says. that's actually really interesting. How, like, do you think that, in general, people would be taken more seriously if they... If, so, like, you and I... Say you and I, instead of just being, like, two idiots with microphones, one idiot and you, ah. with microphones... If we said we're doctors yeah, of this stuff, we'd whether be Whether or not we said, or if we said... Like, if I said, oh, I'm a PhD in world religion or something yeah. like that, do you think that, like... <laughs> We if this be... podcast were like two doctorates talking about atheism yeah, or they're, something. they're less swearing. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are people who would be like, well, I should take this podcast more seriously or something. Right. But again, that's and that's why they're doing it. That's right. why these people are lying about their doctorates. Or lying about, I graduated from a college. And by the way, this happened in the atheist world a few years ago with someone too. Oh. Like, eh, it doesn't matter at this point like i don't want to draw that attention there but it's like okay they lied about the fact that they graduated from a certain school but they didn't finish oh okay or they said i went to this school and they never did it's like who are you trying to impress like you could have done security thing isn't it it's it's yeah it's like i feel like i have to say this to get thing to be taken seriously i think now more than ever it's like show me what you've done yeah and I'll I'll look at your resume or whatever, or I'll look at what you're writing. Right. Who cares what where you went to school? I have so many people I read. Um, they're writers, they're bloggers, they're mm-hmm. journalists. I don't care where they went to school. I like I like their work because I'm reading it and I can judge for myself if it's good work or not. Well, and that really is kind of the great leveling ground of sort of the internet and blogs and podcasts mm-hmm. and things like that. Of like, you don't have to take a word heaven or I, t- I say seriously. But if you have listened to the body of our work and you either tend to agree or tend to disagree or whatever with what we say, then it follows that we can be a trusted place I of mean, of opinion. Yes. But For we're the blog, never saying that anybody is like that anybody should like take our word as gospel. God no, exactly. Good. And this is the thing I at least try to do on the website, which is that if I'm giving you my opinion on something or if I'm telling you a story, mm-hmm. I I would hate it if you said you're lying or you're making something up. I try to link to everything right. I'm saying because that's how you should do it. And if you're editorializing or making an opinion, like you're very clear about Th- this yes, is this what is it my is. opinion on right. this sort of thing. Um, so the fact that he's clearly, Ravi Zacharias is clearly lying about yeah. his resume to the point where the Internet Archive has all those previous bios saved because uh, uh, Steve Bauman God, actually has a really good video. For him? No, I'm oh, just I'm angry with him. Uh, for him. Steve Bauman has a really nice video where he documented all this stuff from uh-huh. beginning to end. So if you don't like to read this stuff, his video is really, <laughs> really well done and yeah. just kind of shows you all these lies. 
Uh, so I'm waiting for his ministry to respond. I haven't heard it yet. Um, I got one more story for you. It shouldn't take uh, too long, but it is... Uh, there is a guy who also writes on Pathios with me. His name is Johnny Scaramanga. He legitimately has a PhD. Um, but he, one of the things he's done... I'll check out his paper trail. <laughs> yeah. Um, he grew up in a... I don't a, trust anyone no more. <laughs> he grew up in, in like a fundamentalist Christian household that used a curriculum called the Accelerated uh, Christian Education. Accelerated Christian Education. It's like homeschoolers in the fundamentalist Christian world... Uh-huh really use these textbooks to teach kids every class. I mean, they, they are well-known in that world. Uh-huh. And here's the problem that's going on in the UK, which is where Johnny is based. The problem is, okay, in the US, if you're applying for college, you have to take you know, the ACT or the SAT, a standardized test for all its <laughs> pros and cons. Yeah. You take the standardized test to say, this is what I know compared to everybody else. In the UK, they also have something similar um, I'm sorry if I've screwed up the details here, but they're called the General Certificates of Secondary Education. You take them kind of at the end of your secondary schooling to show this is what I know in math oh, yeah, I and English from the, the and Harry whatever. Harry Potter, it's the owls. Yeah, like the owls in Harry Potter. And, and so here's newts. the problem. And the I know newts. a lot Nicely about Nicely done. British you know how British education works. Prefects are a thing. <laughs> and Quidditch. So, the problem is that cr- private Christian schools in the UK are like, we don't want to take those standardized tests uh-huh. because they work off of the assumption that like science education, for example, they assume evolution is true. Sure. So we don't want to take those tests because they they don't make us look Take good. your facts and shove them up your ass. Yes. So they're like, we have our alternative standardized test mm-hmm. that gives you a sense of how well our kids do. In college, Mm because they're not all going to go to private Christian colleges. They're going to go to regular schools. So Johnny looked into these exams, Uh and he's like, how well do they show how good uh, Christian students who go through that schooling, are they really prepared for higher education, and do these tests reflect that? And here's what Johnny basically found, because this is he's trying to be objective about Mm -hmm. this. So what he said is he looked at the types of questions that they ask students, not the content. We know they're preaching creationism and stuff like that. That's besides the point. He's looking at the questions and how they're worded because there are some released exams Mm -hmm. for these tests. And here's the difference. If, and by the way, as a teacher, former teacher, one of the things we always talk about is kind of like, what type of questions do you ask students on tests? There's the low-level type of questions, which is, can you regurgitate information? Yeah. Do you know when the Civil War happened? Right. No. That's a straightforward answer. Mm. You know what I mean? What years was the Civil War? A better question is, what were the causes of the Civil War? An even better question is, you know, how does the... How are the repercussions uh, of the war reflected today? Yeah. That's that's yeah, that requires big... some real knowledge and synthesizing a lot of information. Mm-hmm. That's where you want to get the kids to. Yeah. And by the way, we did this in math class too. Like, can you answer a straight up algebra question? That's a low level question. Can you, can apply, you it? apply it in a word problem? That's a harder question. And here's a situation you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. But if you knew your stuff, you could answer it. Yeah. Can you do that sort of problem? That's where you want to get the kids. Yeah, to. that's definitely like we saw that a lot in high school English class, right? Like. What was the name of this character? Why did the character do this? What do you think was the situation that set up for this character to be here? Like one, two, three, third level questions. Right. And so when Johnny looks at these Christian exams, what he finds is that a lot of their questions, the overwhelming number of these questions, Uh ask kids, you know, list the following or 
There's a lot of memorizing. Like, can you just regurgitate yeah. information and not can you explain or can you paraphrase? Which is a really no old analysis question. Yeah, that's definitely a very old fashioned way to to teach kids, to teach kids by rote. Because it used to be a lot of like, you know, C spot, C spot run. You know, yeah. d- that was how they used to teach by just repetition. And then, and that's how we've gotten to where we are now. And by the way, the whole Common Core controversy, it's, if you know nothing else about it, Common Core was a push to say, we need to get students to that higher level type of thinking. Mm-hmm. So let's encourage them to do things that really strive toward that yeah. level. And focus less on straight up knowledge, which they can now pretty much get on Google. Yeah. Like if I need to know the dates of the Civil War, go I'll find it. it. I'm more interested in what you're doing with that information. I feel like my, growing up for me, the shift toward uh, away from like learning to read by rote was like hooked on phonics. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Like we had to write like we had to work on sounds and they had to spell something and we had to figure out why and see patterns instead of just saying like, Bear is B E A R. Ben is B E N. <laughs> like has been is B E E N. Like instead of just saying like these are the things you have to memorize, you have to understand why they are the way they are. Like why does C H make this sound, but right. C E mean means this sound, and like that is understanding as. And I think we've talked about that a lot in terms of um, the Common Core math, which was so controversial. Of instead of memorizing times tables, which which is stupid, but we, yeah. we you kind of have to in order to make sense of stuff well, later on. Well, there's basic things there's that you need to know. Stuff. Like, you need to know off the top of your head that, like, two times five is ten. Like, you just kind of need to... But you also need to know why. Right, right, right. And a lot of the Common Core stuff in math, which I have tried to push back on so many times when people criticize it yeah. on, online somewhere, is that people think showing kids different ways of understanding mm-hmm. why two times five is ten... Yeah. They get angry when teachers focus on that. Like, why do you spend, uh, I saw this video literally, like, uh, I'm making this up, like nine times three is 27. And a teacher right, took like a, a teacher took a minute to explain why that was the case. Uh-huh. And this parent was mad. It's like, look at this waste of time. It's just a one second question. It's like, no, this she's thing. trying to help them understand. Yeah, they're, Jessica's doing the finger thing where you put down your third finger, therefore it's 27. Yeah. Like, that's nice. It doesn't teach you anything, right. but it's a nice way of getting the answer. Um, and so this was a conversation we extrapolate out, right? You don't learn anything from that and you can't use that information for harder problems. Mm -hmm. So part of what we were doing in math classes as a department was how do we encourage them to think at a higher level? But going back to what Johnny found with the Christian curriculum, Uh if you look at even their advanced certificates, only like 3% of the questions involved evaluation and 2% synthesis and 3% analysis. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, 3% 3% evaluation, 2% synthesis, 5% analysis, Yikes. but 42% just straight up knowledge of stuff, mm-hmm. regurgitation, mm-hmm. right? And 40% just comprehension. Did you get that thing from this sentence? Yeah. Low level, boring questions. Mm-hmm. And college, in theory, is all about critical thinking. And can you be challenged? Yeah. And can you think about applying these things in new ways? It's abstract thinking. And this is what Johnny was saying. They are not being properly prepared. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how the good they're going to be in college uh, because these tests certainly don't show you that they know anything. Mm-hmm. There are, by the way, kids who have gone through these programs who have done very well sure. in college. And Johnny said, if you talk to them, they will say, it is in spite of my education, say, not because be of it. Rather than the role. And so I just thought that was an interesting way of analyzing it. Let's look at their standardized exams mm-hmm. compared to secular standardized exams. And this is, you said, in the UK? Uh, yeah, in the UK specifically. And he said, look, the way they are asking these questions 
gets you to think the lowest level type of information ever. Is, not just that it's wrong, because yeah. they are wrong about the science stuff, but like they're not even asking kids if they know stuff and really. And the thing is, it's a disservice is the problem. Yeah. It's, it's not it's failing the for kids. anyone. Yeah, the teachers and the curriculum are just hurting the children. What do you think about, like, I remember when I was in high school. And that let it, me add one thing, mm-hmm. which is that I know standardized tests themselves are have a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah, so. um, things like, God, when uh, when I was in high school, AP U.S. History, which I don't think I was in, they mm-hmm. had to memorize all of the presidents. Yeah, like, which is dumb. Yeah, like, is There's there... some things you should know, like, oh, uh, Lincoln was in, in power during the Civil War right. era. Um, there are some presidents and what they did you should know. Uh-huh. But just saying, like, the order or something... Is not a... Doesn't help you very much because you could look that up. This is the thing about math, too. We always had a question of, like, should we let when kids we use calculators, calculators yeah. on an exam? And the thing, we, you know, you kind of get to is, like, I'm fine with them using a calculator because I better be asking them a lot of questions that the calculator is not going to help them with. Mm-hmm. And if my questions are done well... The only way the calculator is going to be helpful if they know how to use is it. if they it's know how to use it. Yes. And so that's the site type like of question you want to ask. For, like being able to write down their work. Like, oh, if they can't do it all in their head, then what's the point of math? Yeah. I mean, I remember asking a question on one exam for like a geometry test. If I tell you the angle, one angle of an isosceles triangle is this, mm-hmm. what can you tell me about another angle? But like, write out your answer. Tell me how you know it's true. Yeah. Or like the sign of something. Someone says the sign of this angle is... I don't know, like 1.2 or something. Sure. Does that answer make any sense? And if it doesn't, tell me why it doesn't make any sense. Like, explain your thinking. Yeah. That is what we wanted to do a lot. A lot of teachers are doing that too. But it doesn't look like these Christian curriculums are preparing students Mm -hmm. to do that, whether or not they can. Or Or actually, now that I think about when I was in junior high, I think it was, we used to do brain teasers every day. Because it was the same way of like critical thinking of like yeah. taking all the information you have and pulling out what you need. Can you think in a different way? Yeah. Can you use this stuff? There you was know? one that I was the only one in the class that got right. Nicely done. Not that I'm still celebrating something <laughs> 20 years later. God, no, that, those good old days. Uh, hey, I've done what's, other good things, I think. Sure. What's what's your happy story? Oh, um, so my happy thing. So I said earlier, I was sick all week. My my husband's been sick since Friday. I got sick on Sunday, and we both stayed home sick on Tuesday. So it's been kind of a crappy week. But this Wednesday, the uh, um, November 29th, was our eight-year anniversary together. Hey, congrats. So tonight we're going to go out and see um, Justice League and have dinner. Justice League, Justice Hammond, is a, League. Is a, um, it's a superhero. A superhero is like a person with... A movie is Go like on. moving pictures, but then you hear words. Interesting. Uh-huh. Um, they should try these out. And then um, you enjoy spending time with an, uh, another human. Humans yeah. are... Uh, <laughs> a human... Yeah. Heaven, a human is like a person, you know, like a per- like, you know, your human children. Never met him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, eight, eight years. We started dating you November ele- uh, 29th. 2009. Very nice. Which is a long time ago. That is long Not ago that ago. long ago, but for me it was. I was yeah. an idiot child. Now I'm <laughs> yeah. an idiot adult. Go ahead, Hammond, with yours. You uh, said you didn't have one when you sat down. I hope you've got one. The Mike Flynn stuff this morning was pretty fun. You can't do the We mic- have a Christmas tree. You do have a Christmas tree. It's very sweet. Yes. It's, it's ornamented and lit up and... Uh, my two-year-old calls them when you turn it on uh-huh. and it's lit up. She's like, it's happy birthday lights. 
It's like, yes, it's, that it's is your birthday. Excellent. Because every time everything. Did she just have her birthday? Yeah, which is why she thinks all oh. times everything is lit up. <laughs> everything is celebrating her birthday. And so the happy birthday lights come That's on every night. Very now. cute. Yes. Any plans for the weekend? It's probably the last nice weekend of the year. Uh, my speech kids are competing in a tournament that we're hosting. Oh, so that's, right. that's all I'm doing for the next 24 hours at least. Neat. Just oh, running that. Cool. Yeah. There's one event that involves political questions. Oh, God. And the funnest part is like, I, I had yes. everything ready to go. And then all these news pops <laughs> up. It's like, well, I need to change the entire <laughs> packet of stuff we were going to give kids. So. That's excellent. Good times. Um, how can people find you on the internet? Hey, I'm at Hemet Meta on Twitter. Uh, please go to <laughs> patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast if you like what you hear. You're welcome if my voice is not the voice of God this week. Uh, or maybe it is. And maybe they just it have is. to deal with their free podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm at Blueberry, B L U E B U R I E on Twitter. Um, my, <laughs> my Etsy shop is Bitches Get Stitched Done. But like, go there, I guess, if you want. I'm really in the weeds with orders right now. <laughs> so like, I do want to make things for you. But if you need them in time for Christmas, I'm. I'm not panicked yet. She'll do it. Just order stuff. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I, I could use the money. Please <laughs> order things. Um, Patreon.com slash Ladies Podcast. You know it. Um, is that it? Sure. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.